excited. We are here for a special bonus episode of the podcast, and we are talking about the Hallmark Hall of Fame uh, series, uh, Sarah Plain and Tall. Are you excited, Amber? Uh, you know I'm excited. This is like baby Amber becoming a Hallmarky from the womb stuff right here. <laughs> this is like foundation level entertainment for you, right? Yes. Like literally this came out when I was three and I remember it vividly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we're going to talk about it. Uh, it's, um, uh, we have a Hallmark Hall of Fame airing in April. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, the Beach House and, uh, and the Hallmark Hall of Fame, they have been, uh, it's the longest running series in all of uh, in all existence of, <laughs> all television ever yeah 65 years of Hallmark Hall of Fame and uh, I would say that Sarah Plain and Tall is one of their most well-regarded uh one of their best that they've yeah ever. would you agree um I would and I think it happened it's sort of like when Hallmark Hall of Fame went from being just sort of like niche things or like productions of plays to being really well-produced programming. I mean, I don't know that for sure, but that's kind of what it feels like when I look at the history. Like, this is when Hallmark really was like, let's go. Um, so. Yeah, because this was before there was even a Hallmark Channel. It was just. Oh, way before. Yeah, Hallmark like, Channel didn't happen until like the 2000s. Yeah. So they, they were on CBS and usually on like on a Sunday. And they're, they were uh, kind of well known for uh, the um, for having a, a budget that was feature film uh, worthy because for a long time what we don't understand now is that for a long time there was like a distinct difference between television and and the cinema and movies because you know so if you were a television actor that was like mm, not as good as being a, a, a movie actor and there's still maybe a, a tinge of that a little bit of that but for the most part that's pretty much done away with like i think that i mean there's a lot more blending than there used to be but uh the the i think people that are on say game of thrones are as respected as an actor as somebody on lord of the rings or something like that like mm -hmm. there's not that same you know d definition between oh this is tv work and tv quality as a as um movie quality and that used to be a thing and so hallmark hall of fame stood out and and got uh tons of emmys and tons of nominations for things because they had a movie budget for a long time so sarah planet hall i was uh, based on a book by patricia mclaughlin it's mm -hmm. more of a novella um and uh what did you have you read the book i have read the book um, and I feel like in the book, there are some differences, mostly with Anna. I feel like the character of Anna in the book is way more, uh, welcoming of Sarah and warms to her way quickly. Oh. And in the movie, she's kind of like a little brat, which is understandable, but like also just move on with it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I really do. I liked the book. It was fun. It's really it's like a good book. It's very yeah. sweet. I remember reading it when I was little. I haven't read it for a while, but I remember thinking it was very sweet. 
And uh, so, uh, yeah, and then they, they made this movie and then they made two other films, which we'll talk about as part of this series. And uh, so let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the basic story. So you, it's set in 1910 in Kansas in the frontier. You have a, a farmer named Jacob Whitting. He's a widow, he has two children. And uh, he is has never really recovered from the death of his uh, of his wife mm-hmm. six years before I think in childbirth. Yeah, and uh, in the book, not that it matters, but he it's like two three years before they oh. they just aged up the kids a little bit, which mm-hmm. I respect because it's hard to have little little kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Anna and Caleb are the kids, and. Uh, he decides to advertise for a male or bride. And uh, this is a particular favorite storyline of yours. <laughs> I love the male order bride. Um, and this movie does it slightly differently because I like when they are male order brides. They show up, they get married immediately, then they fall in love. Whereas oh. she still kind of has an out in this one because she shows up and she they're like, if you want to get married... You can't, we can, but you can also just go home. No pressure. Yeah. So she's just sort of like, it's a trial run. Yeah, you're right. And she's from Maine. So and- she's kind of more like a mail order girlfriend. <laughs> and wh- what do you, why do you like this trope? What do you like about it? Um, I don't know. I just like it. I think it's a very interesting way of meeting people. It also really doesn't afford people the opportunity to just quit on the relationship. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because oftentimes in life, there's the people who would be like, you know what? Forget it. It's just not worth this hassle. I'll go find somebody else. Whereas if they're in these mail order bride scenarios, they're like, well, I'm already committed. So let's figure out how to make this work. And I kind of really love when people have to communicate and figure out how to make things work. Yeah. Sarah, um, she writes back that she's plain and tall and that she's going to come. Why do you think that Sarah, Sarah comes? Um, well, she, she's just looking for a life of her own. She doesn't really have anything that really belongs to her. I mean, she has the aunts who, you know, she could stay and just become an old maid with the aunts or I'm sure she's welcome with her brother, but that would be adopting the aunt's life or, um, spending or just, you know, staying with her brother. So I think she's really just looking for a place of her own where she can make a difference as opposed to just being someplace where she can exist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, she just knows because she has this court, this man who was courting her in Maine, but she just knows that uh, that it's not there's this is not going to happen. You know, she gets that inspiration for lack of a better um, better word, and decides to take a risk and check it out. And and I, I mean, I feel like there's sort of this connotation with male or brides in a modern sense of sort of like a skeevy kind of sense to it. You know what I mean? But like you have to think about it uh, in like frontier kind of, it's just a different time. <laughs> Rachel, if it were not like a high possibility that I would be sold into white slavery, I would figure out a way to be a mail order bride now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> any widowed widowers 
Oh my gosh. Okay. You guys, the real dream in life is to find like a eligible widower with two young sons. Like that is my dream. (laughs) If you know of anyone, I'd move. Switch it to daughters and I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, so yes. So I, yeah, I think she's just sort of lonely and she wants to have an adventure and she gets there and she's just a big challenge for Jacob because, uh, because she wants to do everything, including like plowing the fields and, uh, and I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's interesting because it doesn't seem like a strange thing from a modern perspective, somebody who would be a male order bride, which from a modern perspective seems like a submissive thing to do would be this like somewhat sort of proactive kind of feminist type character, you know, isn't that's sort of an interesting dynamic. I feel like. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the main thing is though, like, it's not like women don't work in the, in the West. I mean, that's part of the, thing that got people through is that everybody did what they could and did their share that's part of the reason why i love the old-timey west and pioneer spirit but, but she feels in a way though that's like difficult for jacob at least at first i feel like but the the problem here is that he was expecting her to be like his wife Catherine. yeah who was a very from all from what i can gather like a very sweet small little gentlewoman who was just like I just want to hold my babies and stay indoors where it's not too hot and like gentle I mean yeah so I think he was just anticipating she would be like Catherine and she's just not she's just Sarah Mm -hmm. yeah and I think ultimately the fact that she is so different helps you know their relationship to be better because Otherwise, he would just always be comparing her to Catherine. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, it creates a lot of conflict between them, which which adds to the, makes it interesting. It would be a boring movie yeah. if, uh, if she was exactly the same. Uh, so well, let's dive into sort of more of the characters a little bit more. So we have Glenn Close playing Sarah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think this is a really good role. I wouldn't describe her as plain. <laughs> but she certainly is tall so she fits the fits the role there um and then you have christopher walken as jay's jacob and that's sort of the unusual casting christopher walken you don't think of him as being this kind of role he's usually in comedies um but uh i i think he's actually won an oscar if i'm not mistaken so like um so he hasn't always, he's done a lot of different things. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think of him as, yeah, he won a, an Academy, as a, I don't think of him as a comedic actor. He won an Academy Award for his portrayal in the Deer, the Deer Hunter. Hunter. So, but I, I, I feel like maybe it's just, I'm, I'm so used to seeing him in Santa Live and, and then a lot of different things that I think, I think of him as, so maybe it's just me. I think of him as, as a more comedic actor and, uh, but uh, yeah because i'm like i can only really think of him as in deer hunter and the dead zone and like (laughs) sleepy hollow and then i'm like well like roger he's in hairspray but like the rest of it i was like "Ah, is he 
Yeah. So uh, it's it's an interesting. He's usually not the romantic lead at the very least. He's That's usually true. more of a character actor. So it's an interesting situation for him. And uh, he uh, he. What do you think about his performance? Um, he does a really great job. He's so Christopher Walken in it that it, he's just Christopher Walken. And I think maybe part of the reason why I feel fine with all of the casting is that, I mean, literally, they are my, this is my first exposure to pretty much everyone in this movie. I don't, I don't really know of anything that I would have seen right, either right. of them in other than this at the time I was three. Like, sure. I wasn't watching The Deer Hunter when I was three. So, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so it it works for me. I think he he does have a look of a sort of weather-beaten farmer in this movie, which yeah. really works. Yeah, and I mean, what do you think about their chemistry? Uh, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I think that they both have a certain, like, uh, curtness to them that sort of fits in a weird way. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, he could seem kind of, cruel if she wasn't strong enough so it works yeah absolutely but, yeah so uh, then you have lexi randall as anna mm-hmm. and you said that she's kind of difficult but i don't know i really related to that because i definitely would be that i would have been that way for sure if, yeah. that, if this same situation happened to me as a kid um just because I, was I mean, she's difficult, but not horrible either, which is no. a, a good, a good and thing. It makes sense because like her father isn't allowing her to like really grieve and like deal with her emotions. So like, it makes sense that she is like super resistant and super untrusting because she hasn't been allowed. It's not a communicative home. It's not a, uh, like there's this whole plot point of the thing where, they have all of their mother's stuff in this, um, uh, what do you call it, trunk or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, and they're not allowed to talk about their mother. They're not allowed to. And so I think that that's just really hard for kids. In, and I, I just think that you would feel all the more, like not only are you replacing my mother, but I haven't even been able to like – we haven't even been able to talk about her. We haven't even been able to, you know. Yeah. I, I so I totally I actually I, I really I I I like a, her her character and I think that a, the actress does a pretty good job. Yeah, she really does. Um, she's, she's in she's in um other stuff. Oh, is she? Yeah, but she's in the war. I know, or just which? Yeah, the war. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of other things. Uh, Sarah Plain and Tall 3, we'll just call it that for right now, yeah. is her last thing. And she didn't really do too much, but uh, I think she did. She was really great in this yeah. and in, you know, her other little short, tiny career as a kid. Um, so she's great. And then also Caleb, who's Christopher Super. Bale, is so precious. Yeah. Um, and they, I think... I think they do a little, a really good job of being like a brother and sister. And yeah. I think Caleb does a really good job of just being like a precious kid who just wants to love people. Yeah. So I think the kids are really great. What do you think about Caleb? Yeah. He's super, super charming, super adorable, super loving. Uh, he has no problem, no resentment uh, towards Sarah. And there, there are those, um, my sister, Anna, 
when she, because uh, she was born when I was 10. So I really got to see her as a little child, little girl. And uh, she was just like this kind of character, this kind of person who like we would go on a flight and she'd like go through the aisles looking for somebody to talk to and someone to be friends with. And she'd make a friend by the end of the flight. Like she, she was just so open that way with things. And, um, uh, and so I, I kind of think that Caleb's sort of like that. Mm-hmm. He would do that. So I, I like that. Whereas it, I was, I was more like, like I was a very independent and very opinionated kid. Um, but I, uh, and I, and so I certainly wasn't shy by any means with my opinion or things that I thought, but I don't know. I was just different than like this, just like super loving. Like my first word was stop. I didn't want people to sing to me. I didn't want, cause I wanted, you know, I was just not a super lovey dovey kind of kid. <laughs> and, so I don't know. It's interesting uh, how how they are, but I thought he was really cute for sure. And Side note: My first word was self. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. an unusual one. As in, I want to do it myself. Ah, see, you're like me, very independent. Except for you're like positive, and I was like, stop singing to me. I was like, um. <laughs> how dare you? I'm doing myself. And that is very funny now because I'm like, if, if it's, if I were mean then I'd be like you, yeah. you go ahead. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Like kids have it like super luxury. <laughs> they get all their meals cooked for them. They get driven around everywhere. They, I mean, it, it's pretty good. Uh, so they kind of battle back and forth. There's a, a, um, uh, there's a neighbor, um, farm and Maggie, and that uh, um, that lives next door that's pregnant that kind of gets involved and um, uh, they, they kind of there's just sort of this battle of wills throughout uh, the course of the movie between Jacob and Sarah yeah yeah and they you know figure it out and fall in love and they go down the hay dune and yeah Seal is the cutest cat in the universe, and because she misses her, um, she misses her her dune. The dunes. And so he creates a hey dune. It's very cute, and then there is a dramatic sequence. There's a tornado, and uh, she's like trying to find Seal. He's like, "Get covered! You're gonna die!" And uh, and she just has like a nervous breakdown, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just, and she's very upset about the sheep and and he's like they're they're not you know they're not pets and uh, and then they she gets out all the stuff from the uh, trunk and uh, so that's also a battle of wills and uh, I don't know so I don't there's just a lot of really dramatic scenes and it's really good and in the end you think that she's uh, that you think that she's going away. Uh, that she's going to go back because she's homesick for Maine. And uh, the end of the trial run has come. I think she's going back. Anna is very upset. And uh, Jacob races after her on, the, on, the, uh, on his steed and uh, finds out the nope. She was actually turning in her ticket. So it's very exciting. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah. good ending. Would and you- all is well. Yeah. 
And I feel like this one does a pretty good job of just like, uh, like we've complained about hair and things like that. In oh yeah. Art. It's very good yeah. as far as costuming goes. Yeah. yeah. Everything's yeah. covered in dirt. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's talk about the second one. Okay. Skylark. <laughs> Skylark. So this was a 93. So two years later. And uh, so the, they're having this horrible drought at the farm. Horrible, yes, horrible are. drought. And so <laughs> Sarah and the kids go to Maine to visit her family and to survive, basically, because it's just, there's just no food. There's no, and uh, Jacob is left there. And there's a part of him that's afraid that she won't want to come back. Um, this is where you meet her, her um, other suit, other suitor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to meet him and uh, you're going to meet the aunts and uh, you get to uh, meet her brother and all of that in Maine. And uh, what do you think about, about this, just the setup for this one? What do you think about the drought and everything? Um, I think it's interesting. It, I feel like watching it back, I was kind of like, ugh. Just go to Maine already, for Pete's sake. <laughs> like, if the farm's going to die, just give up for a while. <laughs> like, it's, Got another place to live? Just go live there. Yeah, just, like, oh, you don't even have to sell your farm. Just, like, leave it vacant for a minute till it rains. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous, I know, but I was kind of like, just do it. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, it's fine. Yeah. It's not, it's not as good as the first one, frankly. It's not as good because there's just not as much story. There's not as much conflict. There's not as much story. They try to kind of bring conflict with the fact that Sarah is pregnant. And, uh, and like, our, like, I, and she keeps writing to Jacob. And, and are they, is, is she going to stay in Maine? Which seems like not much of a conflict because why would she not only is she pregnant but also she has like you know his children yeah and like <laughs> if she was gonna stay in maine like he'd come he, he comes anyway but like yeah <laughs> he'd just show up eventually he wouldn't be like okay i'm just gonna die here on my little farm yeah. like he would just come it'd be fine yeah but um so basically this one's not my favorite it's not my least favorite of the sarah plain and tall ones but um it's, it's fine the aunts are really fun yeah they're funny um i kind of wish we had spent more time with them than we do in the movie mm -hmm. i think we i wish we spent less time suffering and more time walking around in barefoot and lace but you know what are you gonna do yeah yeah it probably would have been good to like i don't know throw in some side side romance or some side side plot or there's just not quite enough story here but it's not it's fine uh it's um because just the acting is so good and there's yeah. there's still chemistry and i love you know the ocean is like my favorite and so uh you know i enjoy it for that <laughs> for that and uh you know the the kids are two years older but they're they're cute and um yeah and, and, and get to 
and when he kind when he does finally come back, you know, it's 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 good. And is this the one where there's a fire, or is that yeah? It's this one. Okay, yeah. So there's the big fire uh, on the farm, and that's pretty intense. And um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's fine. But like when really honestly, the whole big plot of the movie is is it gonna rain? Yeah, like, that's not interesting to me. Right. Yeah. If it's something that people have zero control over, I mean, yeah, it's not even like, oh, they're trying to survive a volcano. Like when there's a volcano, you have some agency over what happens because you can leave or run. But like, if you're just like, come on rain let's do this like they're you just can't do anything well i mean it's kind of like uh you it's just the setting and then you have to create interesting characters and conflict and things like the grapes of wrath is basically set during the same time and uh and but 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 the grapes of wrath isn't is it gonna rain the grapes of wrath is like oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with our lives. We got to figure something out. Yeah. Let's, how do we do this? Maybe this, maybe this. I don't yeah. know. Rosa Sharn, don't breastfeed that old man. <laughs> um, but yeah. anyway, right. this right. Characters. is, yeah. like, honestly, the whole thing is, well, do you th- who do you think's going to decide to go to Maine first? Us or the rain? Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're just, they're just waiting out clouds. And then she says, oh, well, I'm never going to go back to Maine. And it's like, why not? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, <laughs> what's wrong with Maine? Nothing. I mean, it didn't seem like it was that much of a, if you, if you can manage to financially, like, make, make it happen during a drought, like, I would think <laughs> that well, he's, He's like, uh, I'm part of this land. And I'm like, well, guess what? Maine is actually part of the same land. (laughs) We're we're on the same continent. Like, I understand that, like, your, like, pride of ownership and stuff like that. But, like, I, I think that you, if you have a place to go when there's an emergency, then you should go there whatever the emergency is, like if you have a safe place, go to the safe place. Rachel, we're too practical to own a farm. <laughs> Evidently. I mean, if anyone knows me, I have like a complete black thumb. My mom did not pass her, her gardening skills on to me. I just, I, I was so sad. I bought these, um, <laughs> I bought these uh, herbs, these potted herbs last year. And I was like, this would be so great. I'm right there for recipes and stuff. And I guess I overwatered them because I was trying really hard to water them. They were just dead. <laughs> I cannot keep anything alive to save <laughs> my life. I'm like, it's a good thing I don't own any pets because my track record with, with like plants is not good. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I would not be a good farmer in any stretch of the imagination. My, my mother would be the best farmer, farmer's wife ever and yes yeah <laughs> no really like she would be the best and i and one time here we were we were one time we went to this dude ranch for this family reunion it was the worst and I, my sister how, and I, 
dare you? No, my sister and I spent the entire time watching, watching the nanny and just like laughing because it was just not my thing. There was no, where was this dude ranch? It was in Adamone, Utah. The The rock in our ranch in the middle of nowhere. It was the rock in our ranch. That was called. It was awful. 100% it was the rock around rock in our ranch in Adamone, Utah. I've been there. It's the best. Did you go in that thing where it's like a big slingshot, but you're a person? No, I don't think they had that when I went. Did you go on a, a horse riding trail? I went on a horse riding trail, and I have like anxiety about animals, and uh, um, especially big animals that I'm not like familiar with. Like if it's a dog that I know, then I'm okay. But I was so scared, and I thought that it was just going to be like clipping along because they said like very beginners track or whatever. And so I'm like, I'll be a sport. I'm not interested in this at all, but I'll be a sport and I'll go for that for this. Anyway, and but but it was not just like going around the track. We went like down and through like through a creek at one point. Yeah, through the creek. It was I was terrified. Like I'm not exactly. I was so scared. And the only reason I didn't like lose it was because my brother was the horse ahead of me. And at the time, he was like, he was like (laughs) twelve. I was like a total adult. And that was all there was to do there, was just ride the horses. What about the rope? Did they not have bales of hay set up that you could pretend to learn how to rope? They did. You just didn't do any of this fun stuff because you were like, I'm going to watch the nanny. No, it did, was... they, did they throw a little line dancing dance for you? No. No, that I'm sure they didn't do. And, uh, and uh, yeah, there was, there was one night where we could go watch fireworks and my whole family left without me and I had no idea where they were and we had no self-service I was like oh that's great and uh it was not the vacation for me I really didn't okay that's it we're gonna have a Skylark family reunion we're gonna invite all the Hallmarkies we're gonna go to <laughs> no. Rock and our ranch no. and you're gonna have fun no no yes. they were like super super food Nazis about the food you were only allowed like one helping of like of this like super lame food. It was like, it was like a bologna sandwich with like Wonder Bread and bologna. And like, they had like a guy there who was like guarding the food. And if you took more, so we would like, cause like my cousins who were like these, you know, young men who would like need to eat more food, like they were like starving. And so we would have to get like more than we needed so that we could give it to them. And, uh, and, I don't know. I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. I didn't think it was fun. Uh, it was, I, I, but I, I gave it a shot. I did the horses that one time and I did not think it was fun. And I thought it was terrifying. And, um, and there was no place to swim. If they had a swimming hole, then I would have been very happy because that's what I love to do. But there was no place to swim. And I don't know. I just don't like it. What I was saying is that my mom, she was like, I, I was just, I could never live in the small town that, 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 that this ranch is in. Yeah. There was like, there was like a gas station and that was it and no like cell service or anything. And uh, I was telling my mom, I'm like, I could never live out here. And my mom was like, my mom was like, I could live out here, but I couldn't live out here with you. <laughs> like that is true statement. <laughs> Not so funny. Yeah. I don't know. It was not, it was not for me. 
I loved the rock in our ranch. So you like horseback riding? I'm fine with it. But you know what I do love? Other things. Like line dancing. You love line dancing, huh? It was really fun. I'm I'm just mad at you for hating it. Mm, no. Nobody in my family liked it. My whole except for my mom. Mm. Nobody my it was not for the Wagners. It was not our cup of tea. We did it for youth conference. Oh really? Ooh, wow. It was the best. When um, we went over the creek, a girl fell in off of her horse, got mud all over her place. Oh my gosh. I it was, was so- her first activity with our ward. I was so terrified that would happen to me. So I was just like, what was the, what's the worst case scenario, Rachel? On to your life. What's the worst case scenario if you fall off that horse when it's walking it slowly? And I, 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 like, you don't have any anxieties about things. I, I have anxieties about large animals and like un, unfamiliar animals. And how do you know I don't have anxieties about things, you big bully assumer? <laughs> well, I mean, you're the one accusing me of like, so of course I had anxiety about it. It was it was it was not fun for me. I'm trying to work you through your fear of horses. <laughs> and uh, it was just way too hard for me, and it was too long for me. I was thinking it was just going to be like a little thing around the track, kind of get used to the horse, and it was like this, like going up and down ravines. I was like, oh my gosh, it was way more than I had bargained for. So, well. We'll prepare you, and then we'll have our own family reunion for all of the Hallmarkies, and you have to go. Oh, can we at least go someplace where there's somewhere to swim? No, we're going to the freaking rock in our ranch. No, I don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> Ruth will go. Ruth will go with me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Ruth will be going to have fun. Is uh, the the third in the series of the Sarah Play Natal? Yes. And this was in '99, so a pretty big gap. Yeah. Between the second and the third, six years. And uh, in this one, it's called Winter's End. Mm-hmm. And they actually combine, um, like, the last three books. Okay. Into and this one. It's, it's pretty unusual that all three in the whole series are all Hall of Fame, I feel like. Because I don't think that's true for, like, Love Comes Softly. I don't think all of them. I don't think any of the Love Comes Softlys are Hall of Fame. I thought the first one was. I don't believe so. Oh, I thought it was, but okay. Um, But yeah, all three of these got, were Hall of Fame. Um, And in this one, they have, basically the plot is that you have Jacob and uh, he comes into contact with his father who abandoned his family. And so Jacob's very bitter. Yeah. And his father is Jack Palanche. Yep. And, and and he makes a he actually does make a really good like father of Christopher Walken like yeah. that casting was fun yeah agreed and basically like they are really estranged they struggle uh, Sarah's more open to bringing uh, you know Jack into or bringing the father into their life there's also a romance between. Uh, between Anna and her soldier boyfriend uh, that is is kind of sweet. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this one? 
Um, this one is really lame for me. The Jack Blanche stuff, I was just like not that into. It was really fun seeing Emily Osment as a cute little kid. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's grown up to do other stuff. So it was kind of fun seeing her as a little baby. Um, I was really excited to see World War One represented on a prairie show. Um, no shade, no tea at uh, One Calls the Heart. Um, but uh, really, it was, it's kind of boring, frankly, being yeah. like, hey, sorry I abandoned you. Well, you're not forgiven. Well, I'm going to make you forgive him. Ah, fine. Like, that's basically the, I don't know. I didn't like yeah. that. Yeah, and um, Jacob gets, like, injured, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that kind of forces him to, you know, let his father in, but he's very conflicted. So they tried to have more conflict in this one than the last one, I think, you could say. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, uh, I, I don't know, do I... Yeah, it was a little bit boring. I I agree, um, but it was it was okay. It's it's a, it's my least favorite one. Mm -hmm. But they're all fine. I just I don't love them. Mm -hmm. I didn't love this one. Yeah, I, like I love Sarah Plain and Tall. Like yeah. love it with a deep emotion that people reserve for like childhood <laughs> friends. Yeah, but, like it's a TV show. Only give it five crowns. The first one. For sure. When I give it five crowns, I feel like oh. I given it. I didn't. I don't feel like I gave it five crowns. Let me see. I got a Google. How many crowns did I give it? I I gave it four and a half crowns. Why would you give it four and a half crowns? Um, there are just some things that don't quite work for me. I don't know. The kid Anna is like a little bit too much of a grumpy pants for me. I don't know. Just things like that. It just, I don't, I don't love it. Hmm. I mean, I, I love it. Obviously four and a half is a really good score, <laughs> but I, I only gave it four and a half. Huh. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's pretty, well, I, I can't imagine them doing it really much better. And so I, I don't know. I was I was gonna give it five crowns, but now I feel like I don't like it as much as you, and you're not giving me five crowns. Rachel, um, stop always trying to base your crowns off me. Live your own life. <laughs> All right, I give it five crowns. I think it's really good. I think it's about as good as you could expect to get from a Hallmark movie. So cool. There you go. Um, and then I would probably give the other ones. I'd probably give the second one like I don't know, like three point five. It's yeah, fun. I actually end up, I gave Scarlet 3.7. Okay. And then the third one, I would give it like maybe 3.25. Yeah, I give the third one three. Yeah. I mean, so there really, you go. When it all comes down to it, we're not that far off. And it's better than a lot of things that we reviewed on the podcast, especially Mr. Christmas. Yeah. But um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I really love the first one, and the other two are, like, a little probably higher than they should be just by association. Yeah, probably. And the cast. I think it's, it's they're yeah, well made, the they're well cast, and that goes a long way, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. So, there you go. Well, let us know what you think of Sarah Plain and Tall. 
or which one do you like? And, uh, and put it in the comments section or on Twitter, let us know. And uh, thanks so much. There's always lots of fun stuff happening in the world of Hallmark. And so make sure you catch our podcast and we'll be, ta- what we'll be talking about next. And uh, thanks so much. And Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter and that's it. Yeah, awesome. And you can find me at uh, Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. Following us at Hallmarkies Pod on Twitter and Instagram and other social medias and we're all over the place so make sure you follow us and uh thanks so much and we'll talk to y'all later bye Bye, everybody